Welcome to 360 Conversations. This is a podcast featuring powerful conversations with female thought leaders, experts, and founders. We will be digging deep while sharing experience, insights, and tips for busy Generation X women seeking ways to strip back, simplify, live intentionally, and create space for everyday joy. I'm your host, Tammy Thomas, founder of The 360 Brand. Hello, I am just popping in to say that this conversation with Mami Sajo is quite long. It is an hour and 30 minutes or around that mark. It is a really nourishing and interesting conversation. So I advise you to listen to it in two parts if you can't listen to it in its entirety. We talk about womb health, we talk about reproductive issues, and uh, Sajo shares some really powerful information about crystals and how to use them. So if you're into all that jazz, do listen in two parts and listen in its entirety. Enjoy! Hello, wonderful people. Welcome back to another 360 conversation. Today, I am joined by somebody that um, we've got history. <laughs> um, and that's the beautiful thing about the history, about the internet. You connect with people that you haven't seen since you were a youth and um, it's all good. You kind of pick up where you left off. So today, I am going to be delving deep into conversation with Mami Sajo, who is a wellness, uh, well, she's a wellness practitioner. Um, from what I can gather, her area of expertise is Yoni Wellness, Yoni Wellness. Um, mm-hmm. She's a Yoni Wellness workshop facilitator. I know that she does other workshops as well alchemist yoni egg purveyor and um i know um my sort of reconnection with sajo was that my aunt had some herbal herbal remedies that she was raving about and she left one for um us to try out um i think it was called a fat blaster or something like that and that's right if you've seen me you know that i'm not really into the fat blasting thing um yes I want to keep what I've got but I really liked it because it was talking about being cleansing and this and that so um, I thought oh all right then I'll have a bash took it fine yeah okay don't know what this is gonna do went to bed got jolted awake at like three o'clock in the morning (laughs) and spent a considerable amount of time on the toilet I couldn't believe (laughs) what I had inside me and definitely Mm -hmm. felt light and cleansed afterwards. Um, So I know from what I've sampled, it works. And the way that my aunt was raving about uh, Sajo's stuff, I know that it works. Um, So before I uh, move on and ask Sajo to introduce herself and tell us what she does, um, I want to be clear of my intention for this conversation. I really want to talk about all the herbal stuff, but I really want to be talking about yoni health and how we can support our yonis. And I just thought there's no one better in the UK to have this conversation with. So here we are. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. So now that I've rambled, please, could you tell my listeners a bit about yourself and what you do? Okay. So, um, my name is Mami Sajo. Um, 
Um, as you've mentioned, Tamu, I facilitate uh, workshops, whether that be Yoni steaming workshops or um, Yoni steaming workshop or Yoni egg workshops, amongst many other things. Um, and so I focus, my main objective is to really focus on our womb health as women and have conversations around our womb health because what I realize, you know, coming from, you know, certain generations is very much taboo. You know, women don't really speak, our elders don't really give us the guidance that we need, but the information is out there. Mm -hmm. So really, it's really down to our own personal curiosity to find out, you know, what sparks our interest and what we can do to help balance ourselves. And a lot of the time, we know when something isn't right. You know, we just know, but we just don't know what exactly it is, but we're spiritual, you know, and we're in tune with ourselves. So a lot of the time we know there's something wrong, but we can't actually pinpoint it. So this is where you end up with people like myself who um, specialize in particular areas that um, help women to kind of have more of an open conversation and to also empower and educate themselves and learn about themselves on how they can heal themselves. Hmm. What led you to this work? Because um, my well, let me not put my project, my stuff on you. My yeah. consciousness about yoni work actually started mm. with you. Um, I have, yes. and and it's been relatively in, in my sort of life cycle. It's been relatively recent. So, mm. what led you to this work? And the reason I ask is because you know we we've grown up in a Western society. Western uh-huh. society is very attached to positivism. Everything needs to get yes. back to science. <laughs> there needs to be some you know scientific formula, some kind of evidence. Um, and in the That's case right. of well being, it's really been conflated with the biomedical model. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think much. it's been conflate, yeah, conflated with the my biomedical model. So I'm mm-hmm. just curious about what led you. And I know that um, I wouldn't even just say that it is people from a um, African, Caribbean, Asian background, because mm-hmm. I've I've spoken mm-hmm. to lots of people who mm-hmm. have quite spiritual practice practices, or right. and quite. Um, ancestral practices but they're not talked about because of the the stigma so what led you to this work bearing in mind that up until recently it was shrouded in secrecy like as far as I'm aware you're one of the first people that has been very openly having this dialogue right Uh, you know the thing is like that the the dialogue has been happen happening it's just that we haven't known where to look for it because it's there. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is there. But again, like you said, it's like a hush-hush thing. People don't really want to talk about Yoni. You know, it's not ladylike or so on. But, you know, I say, look, we have to have these conversations because when you look at the epidemic of what's going on with reproductive health for our young people, at the moment, it's very tragic. Mm-hmm. You know, you're having young women with things like fibroids, endometriosis, polycystic ovary syndrome like myself that you know have known these things from a very young age or from when we were supposed to maybe we could have prevented that so you know before so you go my, further what is mm-hmm. the yoni okay the yoni is a sanskrit word word for the vagina the vaginal opening the womb it's all encompassing of the reproductive system and it's just a more subtle way to kind of say it than you know being something that's so kind of 
press and, you know, in your face. Yoni is a, a much more, you know, beautiful word, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So what led you to um, being curious about Yoni and womb health? Because before, like, it's very recently, and, and this is one of the things, so, you know, the demographic that I'm aiming at with um, 360 mm-hmm. is women in mm-hmm. their late 30s and 40s, particularly in the mm-hmm. 40s, because mm-hmm. I feel like it's another huge transitional phase in life. And that's right. I don't think that, well, not I don't think that, I know for sure that previously there were not conversations about womb health, about periods, about yeah. menopause, even about pe- yeah. like perimenopause. I only found out what perimenopause Menopause. was about like 18 months ago. Um, yeah. Definitely, I believe it's due to um, being a patriarchal society. So the research yeah, and the sure. science in women's health has come about because there are more women in positions to make that happen. Um but That's still, right. you were at the beginning of this. So what what led you to well the world it, of wonderful it, world know, of Yoni? Well, I'm sure your aunt will also mention it to you. Like how I met her was through my mum, and through my mum, my mum had a was based in a shop in Brixton, and shop is still standing called Penpamsey. And you know, a lot of people would come to Penpamsey because of the 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 vast amount of health you know knowledge that you could gain from the products or even just speaking to my mom or so on and so forth so it was kind of like a hub you know mm-hmm. and when I came back from in 2009 when I came back from America you know well even prior to that through my teens I always experienced these really long um monthly cycles going through a lot of pain some times they're irregular when I went to see my doctor my doctor at the time was really fantastic and he said to me listen you're young I'm not going to put you on any kind of hormone treatment because I feel like you know at some point it will regulate itself that to me made perfect sense however I was still going through these issues and every time I would go to the doctors they would just fog me off they wouldn't check they wouldn't do anything but I knew you know I knew in uh um, intuitively something was wrong Mm -hmm. so um, I remember my partner at the time you know we was trying for a baby mm-hmm. nothing happening and when I was in America you know I went through this bout of being really depressed and so many things were going on and I just couldn't I couldn't put my finger down to why I was feeling because you know anybody would have thought that I should have been living my best life mm-hmm. but I just wasn't feeling right you know coupled with the diet there high sugar so on and so forth so when I came back to London I was huge like really huge and just off I just knew something was wrong so eventually I managed to uh, get to the doctors and you know one of my friends said to me listen you're going to have to kind of spin a little story and just say you've been trying longer than you have been because um that's the only way they're going to kind of see yeah she said to me see a particular doctor so I did I was blessed I went and I didn't even have to say much and lucky enough I was actually assigned with that particular doctor so she was like okay I'm going to send you off to go and get a scan and as I was having the scan, the lady said to me, to me, it seems like you may have polycystic ovary syndrome. Don't quote me, but that's what it's looking like. Yeah. Eventually, I was 30 at the time. Eventually, I got the diagnosis, uh, diagnosis and I was distraught, you mm-hmm. know. So I phoned because the first thing I thought, I just went extreme and thought the first thing you think of is that, you know, they tell you that you could be infertile. And I was like, oh, my God, you know. So that was scary for me as a woman. So I remember phoning my mum in tears saying, mum, oh, my gosh, listen to this. And she was so calm. And she said to me, look, well, I've met this gentleman, you know, who, who um, Darren, Darren Beepo, oh, yeah. who has 
yep, has a company called Health Restore. And, you know, there's something about him that, I'm, you know, the timing that he's come, how I found his card, it's like divine intervention. You know, I'm thinking about doing this detox with him, this 90-day detox, it's a reset. You know, we should just do it together and we can, you know, we can support each other. Mm -hmm. And I thought, right. And that was the starting point for me, to be honest with you. So, you know, I went through the whole 90-day detox. Your aunt was on the course with us. You know, it was amazing. We learned so much. And, you know, he touched on reproductive health, you know, more to do with like female hormone balancing, you know, tinctures and stuff. Mm -hmm. But nothing specifically that localized our, 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 our yonis. So from that point on, I was just curious, you know, after I did my, my, my three months from that point on, I was just curious, you know, and I, you know, I had heard about Yoni X through, you know, our counterpart women in America. And I always was curious because I was always into crystals and I thought this looks so interesting to me, but you know, me, I was like, do you know something? The shipping charges, there's no way on this earth that I'm going to be paying that amount of money because back in, back then it was like just ridiculous. Wild, yeah. It was like, yeah, it was double the cost of the item that you was buying. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, hell no, I'm doing that. And I kind of just put it on the back burner. And then, you know, I went home, I went to Gambia, I was there for about, um, about six months. And, you know, being home in the sun, you know, the soil, everything, your creativity and your enthusiasm just sparks. And really for me, that was the starting point of me creating Sajo's Holistics. And it started off with the detox that you mentioned, mm-hmm. because I understood that our bodies work in systems. So you work through your, your, your digestive system, you work through your liver and so on, your kidneys. It goes, there's systematic ways. There's a way that you do it. There's a hierarchy. And, you know, dealing with the yoni is one of the latter parts. So after having all of that information and I came back to London, I came back hungry, you know, like, yeah, this is amazing. This is what it's done for me, so on and so forth. And I was sharing amongst you know, the circle that I knew and some of the elder women who were like my mum's friends and so on and so forth. And that's from that point, I started to think, okay, I'm trying to manage my polycystic ovary syndrome. It can be very, very difficult if I don't manage like my sugar, my food, you know, this explains the kind of depressive feelings and so on and so forth. But then I thought, you know, Yoni Health, this sounds amazing, you know. So I was uh, from my own journey, it sparked my curiosity. And I thought, well, if I feel like this, there must be other women along the line who feel the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so from that point on, that's when I started to do my research, you know, and finding about all these things. And then when I started to, you know, ask questions, that's when I realized, well, hold on a second. Us here in London, we're a little bit behind because our sisters abroad, you know, even when you speak to some sisters from places like South America, like Suriname, they're doing these things, even in Africa and Ghana, when after, you know, a woman has a child they make you sit like on a bucket of water with herbs and it, it's been there it's yeah. been 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 there it's just that we are just learning about this now you know and thank god we have the internet because the internet it provides a wealth of information for us to kind of do our own research and find out what 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 you know sparks us because what resonates with me may resonate differently with somebody else you know so it was just about having these conversations these open conversations and that's really where it all started from my own personal journey to wanting to heal myself and balance myself is what sparked me in on to getting into focusing on womb health and reproductive mm-hmm. so just out of curiosity what is it 
that has led to, and I don't know if it's an epidemic or if it's that we now have the technology to be able to identify and diagnose better, but I'm coming across many women, and and this is from quite a young age, with polycystic ovary syndrome. What is the genesis of this? Okay, so on polycystic ovary syndrome, what I learned when I did my health restore is a form of diabetes. Oh. So, you know, you have, yes, it's like early form, it's a, a different form of diabetes because yeah. women suffer with not saying every single woman, but one of the common symptoms of um, polycystic ovary syndrome is insulin resistance. Oh. And this made sense for me because, you know, in my 20s, you know, I would go to the gym like crazy, you know, like absolutely crazy. But what it was is that the food wasn't right. There was too much carbs in the food, too much sugar. So I was working like crazy, but getting very little result. And mm-hmm. my weight was fluctuating, you know, because of the insulin resistance. So it was about learning um, about what kind of foods worked for me in order for me to balance the symptoms you know, and, you know, it was just, it was from that point, that was one of the main reasons, well, that was the main reason why I did the health restore, you know, and it helped with some because it taught you about food, but in terms of localizing, you know, and treating, you know, uh, um, in in a holistic way, I, that's where I had to kind of really get my hands in and, you know, start to create, you know, and it's, these are things that have been here before, you know, I've had a model that I've been able to kind of follow, but kind of make it my own, if that makes any sense. So Mm -hmm. none of these things are things that I can say that I created. It's just that the products that I make, the ingredients that I include, these are things that are come that come authentically from my own creation and understanding of using oils and herbs, because my background is um, beauty therapy. Yes and massage therapy so that is what you know from that point I can say alchemy kind of way and creating has always been part of me and it's also something that I've seen with the women around me all the time so it it doesn't come as strange yeah so with the um with the um yoni like the steaming and the um eggs and stuff like that so I'm I, oh gosh. So yoni steaming. How does that work? Because as far as you know, I've 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 not tried it. Um, I still have resistance because I still have very far, firmly implanted in my mind all the talk there is about not putting things inside your vagina and all those sorts of things that we we yeah. grew up with. So yeah, yoni steaming. How does that work? Because even if I sit down and crouch, my vaginal wall is closed. So okay. what does the steaming do? Because, okay, yeah, you know what I'm what, saying. What, <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. So a few things, I completely understand what you're saying, what you're saying about putting things in our vagina. You know, we always have to be safe. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's, there's various ways of, about, uh, around it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's ways people who are comfortable with putting things inside their vagina and there's women who are not comfortable with putting things inside their vagina and there's options. It's always about creating options for people that it's not just one blanket thing for everybody because everybody's different and yeah. it's how you feel comfortable. So with regards to um, yoni steaming, the, the vaginal, the tissues of the vagina are extremely porous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is a very absorbent. This is the reason why, you know, certain products that we use 
outside of yoni products, certain products that we use on our, our bodies in a, on a daily basis are vital to make sure you know exactly what you're doing because these are the things that are contributing to fibroids. These are the things that are, are causing us a lot of problems because the body, our skin is our largest organ yeah. and it's extremely absorbent. Yeah. Same with the yoni. So yeah. the yoni steaming, how does it work? Okay, so with the yoni steaming, um, the principle behind it is that the heat um, enables the, the hot water enables uh, the herbs to release their volatile oils and their enzymes, mm-hmm. and the heat, the steam, carries the 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 medicine to the yoni. Um, the yoni is extremely porous and absorbent, and with the release of um, the volatile oils once they that's what they that's how you know when they distill plants that and they use heat that's how they get the essential directly mm-hmm. into the bloodstream sorry it totally went after you said the essential oils so yeah you're saying the plants release the essential oils that's right and the essential oils um are what are is what when they come into contact with the skin mm-hmm. they um they are absorbed directly into the bloodstream so it's not that the steam is traveling all the way up the vaginal canal. It's no. that the vagina is so absorbent, the right. steam touching the labia, I'm guessing, yes. Yes. it then gets absorbed up through exactly. the vagina, the cervix. Because no, I, I was just like, your vagina isn't just open like that. Please, <laughs> God. Like, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, it cannot be like, how, how, so now I totally get it. Totally, yeah. totally, totally. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, because as you were saying, when you sit to steam, you know, your legs, like you said, your vagina's not open. Yeah. You know, um, the first place that it will come into contact with and you feel it, especially with the heat, is your, you know, your labia or your yeah. clitoris. So that's yeah. why it's important to test the water first to make sure the temperature is okay. Because right. one thing is extremely sensitive down there. So you yeah. don't need the water to be piping hot. You're going to okay. cause yourself, you're going to scold yourself. Right. Right, 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 right. Okay. So, um, bearing that in mind, because I do know for sure, um, like, you know, that I've got a Gambian connection. My paternal family are from Gambia. My um, family are from Sierra Leone. And I do, and this is the thing that's really interesting. Those things that you're talking about, steaming and things like that, um, whether it's after having a baby or, or whenever you do it, I know that um, there are lots of people in Sierra Leone that come from particular ethnic groups that live in the city that frown upon those sorts of things and say that's mm. what they do in the village, like that's bush business, <laughs> they're, they're not mm. um, interested. Um, but it's really interesting for me to see that these practices that perhaps were once dismissed as, uh, you know, medicine man, witch, do- mm. witch doctor kind of stuff. Yeah it's actually being re- taken really seriously in lots of sections of the Western world That's and right. it's being packaged up really neatly and sold for mm-hmm. pr- a, pr- a pretty packet. And in some spaces, I feel like it's appropriation because mm-hmm. I'm not really seeing the celebration or the sharing of information about where this originates from. Mm-hmm. The thing is, what happens is they share it, but they they kind of discount Africa. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. it's presented like it's this new thing, but it's, um, it is a classic case a lot of the time of, um, uh, gosh, what did I just say? 
Appropriation. Appropriation, because it's you're not sharing the roots. You're not sharing where you where it came from. It's like oh. straight up plagiarism. That's right, because they will always tout it as, you know, Mayan tradition, you know, something that they did in the more Latin parts of the world. But uh, hello, yeah. we've been doing this for ages. And like I said, and, and South America as well. So well, you South see, South America like, has the biggest population of African people outside of Africa. You, Suriname. Hello. Exactly. 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how... What is it like for you as a wellness practitioner that um, is, a, is a herbalist, in, mm. in essence? Mm. Um, how is it for you as a practitioner working in a society that can be very quick to dismiss this sort oh. of practice? The thing is, you know something, you learn to grow thick skin. And I say to people that, you know, do what everybody's free to do, whatever it is that they choose to, you know, as mm-hmm. adults, we choose. We've got the freedom of choice. There's nothing. There's nothing that is forced upon anybody. You know, we all have the freedom of choice to to, to find. You know, to see what resonates with you. You know, um, and you have to kind of grow that thick skin because, yeah, you know, holistic medicine plant medicine is demonized you know you hear about all these things that happen to people who want to spread the the message of you know looking at your food or plants as medicine you know they disappear look at what happened Mm. to nipsey Hussle just the other day yeah Yeah. so you know these people disappear so we have to be very careful in terms of the language that we use when um speaking about using plants or herbs as medicines you can only you can never say that it can cure you know, you can only say that it's renowned for and can assist with, but you can never use the word cure in the same sentence. Mm-hmm. They will come for you. So th- thinking about that, um, what sort of training study did you have to do to transition from being a beauty therapist who would have lots of knowledge about essential oils and so on and so forth to becoming a practitioner that can make your own remedies? To be honest with you, a lot. the thing is you learn a lot when you do beauty therapy. You learn how to mix a lot of things and you incorporate. So really, that's really where my foundation came from. Right. You know, because I would was always infamous for just remixing, you know, formulas and always going back to the natural source and so on and so forth. So that's really where my, my, my training came, my official training came from, yeah. my academic training came from. And I just expounded on that. So how, what, what, because I know, you know, with your Gambian connection, I'm assuming, I'm not knowing, I'm assuming what I know of our kind of generation, um, immigrant parents, um, particularly um, African countries that were former British colonies, we really love qualifications we really love studies we really love those sorts of accolades yes was that ever an issue for you did you have to do something to overcome that so that you could fully expand and move in the space that you're moving in I did online courses um, okay. with the company uh, company called center of excellence yeah well and they give you a diploma after it so that's how I kind of just to keep myself current because you know yeah. my training was so long ago to yeah. keep myself current and to make sure that I could work and you know to make sure that I was covered by insurance you mm-hmm. know things like that which I already had because of my certificate excuse me did everybody hear that covered with insurance 
Yeah. Okay. So yeah. these people that want to get up and start doing something without having the relevant things in place, insurance. Yeah, you have note. to. Even when you do public, any public liability insurance, you need it if you're doing any events or anything like that outside yeah. of your you need yep. to have insurance because if not you are in hot water yes. and I must say the person who really pushed me and encouraged me in that way I always knew about insurance you know as a practitioner especially when I became self-employed um, as a beauty therapist and a massage therapist like working in temping was Candice Bryan of Noir Wellness she, she, yes. she was the one who really encouraged me and said look you need this kind of insurance because yeah. she's very much about doing things properly properly you know? yeah you know and what I like about her it's not something that has to be harsh or clinical she supports you with whatever it is that you're doing and she really supported me especially when I did her her first event um her fibroid series um mm -hmm. she approached me in the end of 2017 um to do the event and that's mm -hmm. when she said to me make sure you get your insurance you know mm. just so that you can be out in the public and do this work and I'm so grateful for it absolutely because I think sometimes we count things out mm. we just assume and actually um, when I started doing my wellness retreats, mm. because I've, um, in my social work practice as an independent social worker, mm. I had to get um, insurance. I okay. knew that it was more accessible than we're led to believe. So That's quite right. often people think that money is a barrier. They need yep. to have certain things, but actually it's, it's a lot more economical <laughs> than you would think. And there's Can a lot more do? support out there than you would think i was i was amazed because i thought oh my gosh what what hoop am i going to have to jump through but i knew i'd be covered because i knew i could i got you know insurance through whatever else that i was doing but when i made yeah. inquiries about getting quote it was a lot easier than i thought mm -hmm. and it's not really expensive mm -hmm. like you know so that was amazing for me yeah it's thinking about ruling yourself out and counting yourself out um i know that from my own experience, from the experience of those around me, as a black woman, it can be very easy to count yourself out and assume that spaces aren't for you because they don't yet look like you, if you know what I mean. So how do you, um, how do you, I guess, ensure that you're being visible in spaces outside of spaces that are built to serve black communities well you know that's a good question because I think this year is the year that I've kind of put out there that I just want to be more seen and want to be seen more visibly and you know reach out to you know outside of London because I've kind of just kept London as stayed in my own kind of like hub and not really yeah. venture outside of my community I wanted to start first by serving our community as a black mm -hmm. woman mm -hmm. and you know I've had I've had women who come from mixed backgrounds you know but now I feel a lot more confident knowing that okay you know something it's okay to push out it's all okay to reach because at the end of the day as women we all have wombs exactly <laughs> you know we all well yeah. we don't all have wounds so no, no, yeah, yeah but most but, of us know, do and it's not based on your ethnicity yeah. that's right that's our community yeah. so you know it's not for me to say that I can stop anybody from getting the healing or the knowledge that they may not just decide that okay maybe I want to get the knowledge from this place and maybe I want to get my product from that place and it's okay you yeah. know yeah. I'm just you know I just go by a lot of the time I go how my spirit tells me to 
to move and have what you know my intuition guides me and just being mindful because I know with us having the conversations with your own people that you're more familiar with there's a different kind of flow and there's a different kind of energy when you're stepping out beyond that you have to understand some cultural differences you know and we respond to 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 holistic medicine because holistic medicine is extremely powerful extremely powerful and this is the reason why they don't really want us to be in mainstream because once we learn how powerful plants are allopathic have no need for the medical industry they have no place they can't make money so this is the reason why they demonize so quickly demonize and you know for people like uh, Gwyneth Paltrow because she's been seen in those celebrity circles when she speaks everybody listens but listen honey we've been doing this for a way long time we just mm-hmm. haven't had the pat- platform or the power and the influence to push it out there but we've been we've been doing this work I want to there's so there's two bits there's mm. two things I want to come back to um I'll, I'll let me go to the first one so mm. Just now you were talking about um, listening to your intuition and allowing your intuition to guide you. Mm. And um, in the beginning of our conversation, you were talking about women knowing that there was something wrong, but Mm. not necessarily having the resources to identify that. I want to talk about that a bit more, because what I am finding is that we have become so um, programmed to... (laughs) dial back on our intuition because we're constantly seeking for something really solid and tangible what I have found from my own experience and women around me is that quite often we know that there's something wrong and we either accept it that's just how it is and we keep Mm -hmm. on moving or because we've got something to prove we just deal with a symptom package it up and keep on moving rather right. than listen to ourselves. Yes. How do you, um, how, what, what could you recommend for somebody like, for example, classic example, years mm. ago, mm. I'm every black older woman I knew had fibroids yep. and that's just how it was. It was accepted that that's how it was. It was something that perhaps we were genetically predisposed to. And we just swallowed that pill and we just accepted it. Now the conversation has changed. um, That it's not something that we just have to live with. And it doesn't mean that you have to have laser whatever or womb removed. There's Mm -hmm, all mm -hmm. sorts of other things that that you can do. Mm -hmm. So what recommendations do you have for women who have got a niggling feeling about something to do with their reproductive health, um, but are just soldiering on? Don't ignore your intuition. Don't discount who you are as your as a woman. This is the reason why you have a womb. Your womb is your connection. It's your divine source. It's your portal. If something doesn't feel right, trust and believe it's not. Yeah. You know, and you know, we, let's just speak. Let's just be real about it. As African women, where we come from spiritually, we just know we have an inner understanding and we have an inner inner knowing. You know, and that is what separates us from a lot of people because we have that spiritual connection, that intuition that guides us. That's we have that inner knowing, you know, we're connected to the divine. We're connected to the universe. We all are. But, you know, sometimes we like to disconnect that and, you know, we make fun of people who are like that. But that is a gift. That really is a Mm. gift. And we must honor that gift. 
so I'm, I'm re- really thinking about the the how. Are mm. there any things? So you you um, your journey started because you had um, PCOS, mm-hmm. and you were fortunate to be connected with a doctor that was able to give you some mm. real guidance that started you on your journey. Mm-hmm. What did the beginning of your journey look like? Because I I get that we should listen to our intuition and that we are connected to the divine in all sorts of ways, but how because I I know a few years ago hearing something like that I think that's all good but how okay so I've I found my own way of and you know I'm gonna I'm definitely much more curious about the whole yoni thing now I know how it works but how can women start to listen to those little niggles okay um, instead of dismissing okay so the thing is for myself how it really sparked me because it you know being around you know plants and herbs and you know this kind of thing always fascinated me it was something mm-hmm. that's why I kind of got into beauty therapy because I loved the the creation part of it so that for me was something that was my calling because I was passionate about something that was like more of a hobby became something that I studied became something that I got paid from you know yeah. so turn my passion my hobby and my love into a way of you know my 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 career you know you know Mm -hmm. how I earn a living um for women you know if you have questions do a little bit of research you know if you feel something doesn't you know just listen to that inner voice and we are blessed because as I said we are the age of information there's so much out there at our fingertips you don't even have to look very far these days you can just scratch the surface and the thing is what I I I appreciate about being you know around a lot of uh, the millennial age is that they are not afraid. They're not ashamed. They're not mm-hmm. shy. They are mm-hmm. open about these things. You mm-hmm. know, it's just wherever you turn, you can look on the internet and you can hear somebody speaking about their vagina, their yoni, their so on and so forth. Yeah. So they're yeah. not they're not shy. They're not shy. You know, and they're a lot more curious. And the conversations are a lot more open now. So we're at, we're in a good space right now. So anything that you're feeling, you know, get a second opinion. The doctors. Let me just say this. Our gen, our older generation, our elders, you know, our grandmothers, our foremothers and so on and so forth, they believed the man in the white coat. Yeah. yeah. So when the man came in the white coat and they told them this is what it was, they just accepted it. And they yeah. questioned, they never questioned it. Even to doctor the point where... best. Yeah, doctor knows best. Left. I love off the doctor. Yeah. The doctor told me, but the doctor said, and this is how the doctor will have them in a a, a chokehold, that they can't move and anything outside of that. They put the fear in them of God that if they don't do this, something really dark and terrible was going to happen. And another point that really enforced that kind of fear in us is religion, unfortunately. Those are the two things that, you know, once they've got you, they've got you and they demonize you. I spoke to this lady actually the other day. I don't know how we got onto this topic. She's got some kind of autoimmune disease. She right. was really, really ill and mm. she was told it was a degenerative disease. Mm. She was given a Zimmer frame and she was told to use the Zimmer frame and she was told she, she literally couldn't move. Um, she had been ill for a very long time and ignored it, kept going on, kept going on, and her body just shut down. Mm. Um, Fortunately, her daughter lived with her at the time, so was able to help her get ambulance and all that kind of stuff. She couldn't move. So she was told that the prognosis was bleak. It was degenerative. She probably wouldn't be able... She would probably lose the ability to walk. She was offered the Zimmer frame. She thought to herself, 
there's no way in the world this is my portion. I cannot accept this. She was in hospital for ages. They gave her a prescription for some medication when she was leaving. (laughs) She didn't take it. She um, sought alternatives. And the long and short of it is she had a long period. She said it was really difficult for her. She ended up being um, on benefits for a period of time because she couldn't work. But she literally got to a point where she healed herself and she's able to walk. She exercises on a regular basis. She's back in full-time work. Well, it's just slightly under full-time hours because she knows how much she can push herself when she needs to rest. And she, you know, she's lost a lot of friends because she had to learn how to say no more. And people really did not like the no, even though she was saying this no is for my health. And she said, had she she was going to some groups to support this particular autoimmune disease and she stopped going to the groups because she just said the group was just perpetuating exactly and she said she just saw these people with walking sticks and zimmer frames and she thought no way jose but had she listened to the gp or or the the consultants when she was in hospital she probably would have been on one of those people that is on long-term sick leave dependent on the state because she just thought what the medical practitioners were saying was right and what she said was they are the experts in medicine, but That's I'm the expert right. in me. Hey, yes, this is the thing. They can diagnose, they're fantastic at diagnosis. Sometimes, no, that's a lie. They're not always fantastic at diagnosis because they can misdiagnose. They, if you if put it this way, if I got mangled up in a in a car accident, I would go to them because they can fix it. But when it yeah. comes to actually allocating and telling you what you need to take, the prescription part, boys, it's not my portion. Mm. it really is mm. it's not my portion mm. so you know they can you know they can pinpoint the problem but they can't really give you a, a solution yeah no and not they if it's it, going to be your own medication forever and ever you know your body better than anybody and this is what i say to people all the time i could make recommendations for you and say this and that but you have to listen to your body you're with yourself 24 hours a day so this is the reason why you know cleansing is very important because you keep your not just your body clean your mind clean do you understand mm-hmm. and that way the messages that come through to you your intuition your inner knowing you know that sacral chakra the messages come through they come through the womb messages. They come through the third eye messages. They come through, but it's about being clear and clean, and that's what enables you to know what is going on. Because and when we jump, something like meditation or something, you don't necessarily have to meditate all the time, but just keeping your body clean. That is a, a great place to start because you notice that when you're cleaner, you clearer, you feel lighter. That is a Do you good mean point like to... detoxing and things like that? Yeah. Like inner, inner, yeah. Yes, yes. There's a spiritual side, but there's a practical side too. So, you know, it's not just, a, you know, because you, you know, you get people, especially with religious people, they will say, you know, it's down to God. It's if God wants it to be. No, but God helps those who help themselves. So, yeah. therefore, He's going to give, He's going to help you, but you've got to be able to help yourself, man. You can't yeah. just sit down and expect things to happen by osmosis. You physically have to do stuff. So, you know, keeping your body clean, you know, meditation if that works for some people, journaling if that works for some people, praying if that works for some people, whatever it is that needs to get you to where you need to be, I say do it. I love that. I'm really having a lot of conversations about action, about being active. Um, And I think that is so important because you can do all the journaling, all the meditation, all the praying, all of those sorts of things you like. But if you're not putting in the action, you're not going to be doing anything. 
Like nope. you're literally not. Your mind will feel nice for that moment, but then you'll need to be diving into that again to get that next hit because you're not actually doing what you need to do. You can study as much, but the body, we're not meant to be stagnant. We were given yeah. legs, legs and arms for a reason to be yeah. for them to be used, to be yeah. for them to be useful. So, you know, there's moments of silence which are very important. It's about balance, really, when you check it. You know, once you find balance, that's where you get it. everything comes together beautifully. So there's times for moments of stillness and reflection and thinking. And even, you know, when we think about things like depression, those are moments where we tend to be still. In that mm-hmm. stillness, we tend a lot of us tend to block it out with you know machines or tv or whatever but in those moments those are moments of stillness those are moments when you know everything is heightened and you become aware of certain things about yourself it's not always normally um, depression it's moments of where you will gain your clarity and understand what it is and then you get the action to say okay you know what i can't do this for much longer i need to actually get up and do something so there's an appropriate place for everything it's about yeah. balance. It's about, this is the reason why I chose the name holistic and holistic with a W because it does, it's not just one modality. We pick yeah. from many, many different um, modalities that be, combine and become one. Yes. Yes. I love that. Um, I really do. And what you're saying about um, stagnant, if you think about the fact that our bodies are however many percent water, mm-hmm. it's a large percentage water. Mm-hmm. When it's stagnant, what does it do? It putrefies. It, it, exactly. it, it you, Yeah, yeah. So exactly. it's meant to flow. It's, it's meant, meant to, to flow. flow. There's times for stillness and there's times for when it needs to flow. Yes. Mm. So I want to move, I want to flow into a different mm. direction. So okay. I have lots of conversations with women of all sorts of backgrounds in mm. this age group. Mm. Um, sometimes my DMs are very active. And <laughs> it's clear to me that the service I offer, services that you offer, services that are really um, designated to supporting women mm-hmm. in their whole wellness mm-hmm. are very much needed because right. the things that women share with me, mm. is quite deep. So mm. I have quite a lot of conversations with women mm. who, and you know, I, I keep talking about this phase as being like a, um, the beginning of a second puberty. Yes. Their hormones <laughs> are changing, yeah. their libidos are dropping, and yeah. they're saying, you know, when I get started and I'm, you know, in the throes of mm-hmm. having sex, That's making true. love, yep. whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it, it's all good. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they no longer want to have sex. They no longer look at their partner or sit down and think, I feel really horny. I want to do something yeah. about it. Yeah. And 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 it's, it's an issue because it's not as if they're just like, I just don't fancy sex, full stop. They're literally saying, I want to want to have sex, but I no longer want to. What can looking after our yonis do to assist with libido so this is where the the the, yo, the yoni eggs come into wonderful practice and even okay. herbs that you use come into wonderful practice like if you've never exp- experienced a yoni steam you won't even know exactly what i'm talking about the magic that flows and how you feel afterwards as a woman i cannot put it into words you feel sexy you feel relaxed you feel rejuvenated you feel clean you feel juicy and you feel like yeah i'm ready you know it gives that it gives it sparks all of those because remember with herbs you can blend and customize you Mm -hmm. know as long as they're safe to use in the yoni you can blend and customize to your heart's desire you know 
Ooh, one of sure. the one of the herbs that I would re- I recommend and I use in my herbal um, yoni steams is um, damania, or some people say damiana. It's a libido boosting herb. Yeah, there's I've other- written that down. Yes, <laughs> and there's also also there's other things like horny goat weed. Hello. Yes. Horny goat weed. Yes. That also, you know, some of the other products that I make contain horny goat weed. Another mm-hmm. one that's fantastic for your libido is maca powder. What? Like the green maca. powder? Okay. Maca, 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 as far as I know, it comes in a kind of beigey colour and you can get black maca as well that I've seen recently at the health food store. But maca powder is kind of like a sweet taste. And it, to me, it's like... It's M-A-C-H-A. Got like a, no, M A C H. Sorry, M A C A. M A C A. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Powder. It's a South American thing. It's amazing. Not only does it help with the slipperiness, the wetness of your yoni, but it also helps with your libido. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I put um, maca powder in my smoothie. Sorry, I just had to quickly look at look at it on on Google. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. that's that's interesting to know. And. Um, Tell me about, um, so I have it on uh-huh. very good authority. I haven't had the opportunity to try it out myself yet. I'm single, but I have on very good authority that, um, making love with, uh, rose quartz in the room takes yes. it to a next level. Oh, and happy. I've seen, I'm sure I've seen Chris, uh, rose quartz yoni eggs. Oh, sis, uh, there's so much we can delve into in the area. <laughs> so with, it, with regards to yoni eggs, one of the ones, okay, rose quartz will always deal with, it deals with emotional mm-hmm. trauma or so on and letting go and self-love and loving yourself and honoring yourself in that way. And it's your universal love stone. So that's mm-hmm. always a good one to have around, especially yeah. if you know you want to get into love making you know if you're looking about like some passion and steaminess in the bedroom then you want to be looking at something that's a bit more vigorous like carnelian yeah carnelian is a sacral sacral stone it helps it's also a root chakra stone it's a very good stone that is connected to our sacral chakra because you know with our wounds they're connected to our creativity you know our passion our sensuality and so on and so forth and this 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 crystal carnelian is connected to all of those things so carnelian helps you with passion it helps you with energy stamina vigor hey come on yes and blood flow and blood flow so when we're speaking about fibroids and, and and ailments of the reproductive system carnelian always pops up and rose quartz pops up as well because rose quartz is about letting go of the trauma and loving you know and carnelian is about you know giving you the confidence that boost that passion that fire you know because when you look at carnelian it's that beautiful orange deep orange to red brownie color and when you look at rose quartz rose quartz has that soft you know, rosy kind of hue mm-hmm. you know so that's you know that's how you 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 can incorporate. So yes, on good authority, I can say I can say that carnelian doing doing love during love making will bring up the passion and the steam and the vigor and the energy that you need. You can have it in the room, or you can use it as a yoni egg. Whichever way feels comfortable for you, it works. I'm ordering some today for future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'd say with you know. I, I, because I, I know you and I know the kind of person you are, yeah, I would mm. say because this is something new that you're introducing yourself to, I would start off with rose quartz first. 
Can't I just go straight in? You wanna just, you just wanna dive you wanna dive in head first and just go boom. Listen to boom, me. Boom, bow, bow. Listen to me, Carnelian is not for the faint hearted. It's a very active stone. I know a, another young lady whose name I won't mention. Like mm-hmm. yourself, she's a cancer and I love her to bits. And the first Yoni <laughs> egg she ordered was a Carnelian. Well, let yes. me tell you. She was like Sajo. She said, this thing just had me active doing stuff. I was doing all this. And it, it does. It makes you very productive. Hello. Yes. So she was getting a lot of stuff done. But, you know, I know. So I could have that just to boost productivity full stop. Straight up. Okay. A bracelet, a bracelet or whatever, or whatever not, that would be amazing just to boost your productivity. Yeah. So on and so forth, you know. Um rose quartz is a lot more subtle energy that kind of goes a bit more with the cancerian personality because it's a bit more subtle mm-hmm, whereas the, mm-hmm. the fire of the, the, the i mean some people like the yeah fire. but i've got an aries rising i can manage oh i've got aries <laughs> moon hey sister <laughs> my girl wants to just dive in the deep and she's not listen even this has got me excited because it's like the words that i'm talking about or that mm-hmm. i'm you know really mm-hmm. I started off with the word of a year, the year and the more work I did on myself, the more I could see these different areas um, that need to be embraced. And passion and energy are definitely two of those words. And what I've realised as of late is that it's not just about me summoning passion and energy for my business. Like everything has been about my business, my business, my business. And um, I'm having some um, coaching with this lady, Nancy Florence. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you're confusing the universe. That's not how it works. If you want abundance, you just want abundance. You can't say, I only want abundance in this area. If you want passion, you can't just say, I want passion in my business. You need passion. Yeah, I, so I'm like, uh, I'm legit, I'm legitimate. I'm, I'm yeah. already looking on websites for Carnelian. Okay, so hear this now. <laughs> I can help you with that. So hear this now. It's funny, mm. we must be on the same vibe because I got a message over like this weekend, you know, and the message was, you know, the young lady said to me, you know, when you lay down in your, because I'm single, when you lay in your bed and you turn over and you think of your business and you look at all your crystals, is that all that you've got, your crystals in your business? Drag me. And she just said it so, and she'd never meant it in a horrible way. She was no, just, no, 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 no. Sometimes we like, need those mirrors. Yo, when she said it to me, I was like, sis, you're absolutely right. She said, because when I've been saying to you, you know, she, cause she said to me recently, I've seen you and you've, you've changed from when I met you a couple of months ago and you look different and you're vibing different. And when I'm saying to you, like, you know, who is he? And I'm like, I ain't got time for that right now. Not till such and such a time. She said, listen, mm-hmm. when the universe is meant to bring somebody to you, you can't tell the universe, oh no, I'm not ready. Can you come back in a year? Yeah, no, hell no, it don't work that way. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the thing about um, thinking about, for example, passion and energy mm. and, and other things, when mm. I now that I've transitioned from thinking about it as it relates to my business, and I've just said this is what I want to call into my life, mm. it's coming mm. without even trying. Like sometimes I'm like, damn, like this passion is literally and energy is falling in my lap in yeah. many different areas. So I, yeah. it's I think it's for me it has been so important to learn that if these are the things you want. Don't limit it because when you limit it, it's like you're saying, "Well, I don't control. really want it." Yeah, it's controlled, and this is the y- yes, yes, I learn yes. as women, and this is the thing that I explain to women also about you know even when they think about using um, using yoni eggs, it's uh, we have to let go of control. 
we have to let it's go. It's funny you say that. There's this lady, um, Anya, mm-hmm. my friend. I absolutely adore her. She has one of the most soothing voice voices ever. Mm-hmm. And she does the Pilates at my day retreats. Mm-hmm. And her, she's a Pilates teacher. Mm-hmm. Um and her specialism is um, the womb and pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. And when I know um, who you're talking I, about, Anya, oh Anya Yogi, is it? No, no, no. Her on her on Instagram, she's known as Mothers Wellness oh, Toolkit. Okay. Somebody else, yeah. Yeah, she's brilliant. And mm-hmm. she was talking about pelvic floor exercises, mm-hmm. and she does these pelvic floor meditations. Mm-hmm. And we were talking, and she said, "Release your pelvis." Mm. As she said that, I was like. Oh my goodness! I've been walking around for in. the best part of forty. Yes, and she, when she was saying, you know, it's about flow. It's about it's about it's as much about being able to let go as it is about being to hold. And I just thought, wow, like literally. And I, you know, I'm I'm aware of the stuff about carrying mm-hmm. trauma, stress, and all those sorts of things mm-hmm. in your womb and in your pelvis. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my goodness there was such stress that I was holding on to and it coincides with me doing work to let go of my social work depleted me story. And I really do think that they are linked because just being able to, with my pelvis. Yeah. Yeah. Because think about it. You You hear, you know, social work that, you know, is flooded with women from the black community. And when you hear about their health profile, it's not good because we are the, the we are the mammies of the universe. We carry everybody's. They come to us and they literally are sucking on our, you know, on our breast. We are the, yeah. we are the, the we're the, we're the mammies. We're the witnesses. Yeah. That's yeah. right. So yeah. we hold on to so much and we just keep going. And then, you know, we end up making ourselves so sick, you know, so, mm. so sick. I've got a client um, who I do her hair and, when she tells me, I'm so glad when she said to me the last time that, you know something, I'm moving out of social work now. And she does Reiki and stuff and massage. I was so mm. happy for her. Because it's an unhealthy stress, job. I'm telling you, it's terrible. It's mm. really, really terrible. And you find that, 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 that you know, social work in, 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 in England is full of us black women yeah. suffering. Yeah, suffering. yeah, absolutely. And that that whole suffering it's almost like we're playing out a lot of our experiences because I was literally just yesterday talking to whoever and was talking about, um, I haven't, there are some people that have grown up with a black story that is, um, there's no success out there for me. My story hasn't been that there's no success out of, out there for me. My story has been that success has been a struggle because I, I'm around people, black women, that are successful, but their success has come at a cost. It's been a real struggle. And I'm really trying to... Confidence is a compliment. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's not even a compromise. It's literally you're depleted in this role. And I'm consciously moving away from that and as you're saying that I wonder if part of the reason that there are a number there is such a high number of um, black people black women working in social work type professions because it's a it's an act of service um, the mm-hmm. world groomed us to be service mm-hmm. people and mm-hmm. facilitated you know the transatlantic slave trade um, mm-hmm. but also because we've been t- we've been surrounded by messages that success is struggle it's almost like mm. we just sleepwalked into professions that are full of struggle yeah. 
And what I have found since, exactly, since acknowledging my struggle story, um, I've been able to, and you know, I'm not doing child protection social work anymore. I do a bit of consultancy here and there. What I have been able to access is the parts of social work that I signed up for, the training that really provided me with skills that are supportive and nourishing for people, given the right set of circumstances and a system that will support them. So what I'm doing now with 360, what I'm working on is a schedule of programs where I'm literally going to be able to do the social work I wanted to do, but I'm going to flip it. So rather than supporting people go from deficit to survival, I'm going to use it to support particularly women of this age bracket go from surviving to thriving, because I believe that it is possible for us to do this. And where social work comes into play is as a social work practitioner, I took the theories, I took the assessments, I took the psychology, the psychiatry, the research and distilled it into a workable plan that people could implement to make and sustain change. So whilst the social work really did deplete me, there was burnout, there was low mood, there was poor health. Now that I've actually been able to step away from that and really consider my blocks, I can see that I can now use this to do something that I really want to do and something that I think and it will have a ripple effect because if I know just from me, Sarjo, just Mm -hmm. from me, my immediate family seeing me mm-hmm. make changes and operate mm-hmm. in the way that I do. My mum mm-hmm. now prioritises joy. She yes. goes to yoga. She has one-to-one yes. yoga lessons on a weekly basis and does what she's doing at home. She's travelled a lot more. My daughter is, she's only 12, bless her, but she she's always been one of these quite um, higher self thinking Mm -hmm. individuals Mm -hmm. that's the way she Mm -hmm. is but she's able to apply it to all sorts of things in a way that she wasn't before and she'll even say things like um she'll want me to be annoyed about something that's happened somebody's annoyed her at school and Mm -hmm. I will talk about you know understanding that person but not you know not compromising yourself not mugging Mm -hmm. yourself off but actually meeting that person where they are and knowing that that's not for you I'm just saying oh this is what happens because you're always doing meditation and yoga (laughs) (laughs) what she what she's seeing is that before when I would quickly go into being defensive Mm -hmm. now it's a bit more well let's turn up the empathy turning up the empathy doesn't mean that you have to compromise yourself to support somebody that doesn't want to be supported or it's not your business but you can approach things and respond to things in a manner that's supportive for you rather than walking around in fight or flight mode all the time well what you're basically saying is that you're not allowing somebody else to take you away from who you are they're not knocking you off you can acknowledge and appreciate what they're going through and be empathetic and sympathetic but at the same time you still protect yourself and protect absolutely the energy that you bring to the situation yeah yeah Yeah. that yeah absolutely and you know i was going to say to you you know what you've done is that you've redefined you know your work or where you're coming from so how it applies to your life and just even like how you have the everyday joy you've found a way to make it work for you that it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like a chore you can still yes. find the pleasure and the passion and do what you enjoy because it doesn't have to be more morbid doom and gloom and da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah and you yeah. know it's funny that you say say that because this is how i look at 
when I create, like, we're healing ourselves. What we're doing is very serious business, but it doesn't have to feel clinical or like something that you like, oh my God, I have Absolutely. to do this. Absolutely. It be pleasurable, you know? Oh my gosh, that's another one of my words, my yeah, language. It, yeah, it can be pleasurable. So when I think of, for me, I'm very big on smells and, you know, exciting the olfactory senses. So when I think about when I'm created, I think, you know, how is it going to make you feel? Because I know that when you start using, you know, plant medicine and you use aromatherapy oils, they heal you from the minute that you start to smell, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. healing in itself. So I always think to myself, well, you know what, let it make me feel good. It can heal me and heal me amazingly, but let it be fun. And let me enjoy the journey and say, mm. and that's important because you redefine how you want you know, how you, you put yourself forward. So that's exactly yeah. what you've done. And I think that's yeah. so important. We all have our own styles. We all have our own flows and every part of it is none of it's discounted. It's all appropriate, but you yeah. find your own footing and you find how it makes it work for you. And you find how you do things authentically, um, you know, that are authentically you, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that as black women, it's yeah. even more of a priority that we follow pleasure, that we prioritise it. I think that all women need to do that. But the additional burdens because of the intersection of race, I think that. So the oh my gosh, the other day um, somebody sent a message. So um, I had a, another project, Motherhood Reconstructed, that I was doing with my friend Leah, which was all about Black motherhood. And what we were trying to do was reclaim our narrative and amplify stories of joy, success, and all of those sorts of things. Somebody, and I, I don't check the um, Facebook page, um, but I got a notification about a message, and somebody sent a story about the, um, this website, Mumsnet. There was a forum where they were talking about mothers in the public eye, and there were some really, the, the lady who sent me the link to the forum said that there were some really horrible messages about black people in the public eye black women and some of them were actually quite racist so Mm -hmm. she was saying can I call that out and I wrote back to her and I said um we're not um we're not actively working on motherhood reconstructive at the Mm -hmm. moment and this isn't the sort of thing that we would get involved with because our stories are about the amplification of joy so she wrote back and said something 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 um these things are real that's just denial well the Hammersmith and West London version of myself came out because <laughs> because I said I was I was very but I, I said you know um I said I said something along the lines of her message was um unnecessary um and I said you know have you ever thought about the trauma you're causing when you're sending people stories that could be triggering in some way that could um, reignite some previous experiences. We're not just here to call out um, oppression. And then my the Hammersmith and West London side of myself said, and you don't know me, so don't come on this page sending these sorts of messages. But I just think that there's many ways to be a, an activist. And it doesn't always when I saw that message I just thought I have no longer got any business trying to convince somebody that they're wrong you do what you're doing where my practice has the most impact and has the most value and doesn't deplete me is where I am lifting up other women 
black women where I am doing something where black women can think, actually, I don't need to embody the, the um, oppressive the, the stereotype of... The strength, the strength, um, um, the strength model. That, exactly. You know, we must and we must strong black women. Da, da, da. Yeah, okay. and do you know what? Strength comes in different guises. What I have realised now is that actually, the the most potent part of my strength comes through my gentleness. Your vulnerability. Absolutely. Your vulnerability. That is the biggest because that you know how what it takes to actually show the world or show your vulnerability. It takes a lot of courage. So that that is the that is that you're absolutely right. That is where your strength comes from in showing your vulnerability, your softer side, your kind side. You know, and, and, and you know, it's not always about overtly being strong. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. strength comes in mm-hmm. many different ways. Mm-hmm. Being silent, being able to be silent is strength as well. And speaking to the the strength narrative I really love the work that you're doing because you really are playing to your strengths I love the fact that you incorporate your heritage but also the modern world that we're living in so you're making real traditional practices accessible for the way we live today Mm. Thank you. And same, vice versa. Every time I pop up like on social media, on Instagram, and I see and I'm like, go Tamu, she's really <laughs> out there doing it, you know? And, it's, and, you know, I think it's so important that we champion each other on because our community is so small and it's yeah. important that we support each other and that we all come bearing our own gifts and there's enough room for all of us to shine. Yes, you know? absolutely. And, and the thing is, this is what I say, you know, people if you feel that you have to look at somebody else and it triggers you in a way that is not positive then you have to think to yourself well what is it is it is it that I have to work on myself and also there's many ways to as my grandma would say there's many ways to skin a cat you know mm-hmm. multiple streams of income don't focus on work look at all your passions and see how you can you know find pleasure from that this is what I say you know and don't be concerned with watching other people watch yourself because when you watch them your business is sitting down you know, stay focused on your own journey, on your own thing. And, you you know, you just pop in every now and then. But, you know, just be focused on what it is that you've got to do. And, you know, again, like I said, if you're open to the messages, you keep yourself clean, the messages, whatever it is that you're supposed to do, it will just come to you authentically mm-hmm. and organically and you focus on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you do have those times of um, being really triggered, just yeah. t- just step away. I, I know for sure that there are some people on Instagram, I don't even know them, and I genuinely do wish them well. It's certainly yeah. not about them. But when no. I see them doing bits, it makes me feel insecure. So I have yeah. to step away. And That's right. Look at when I have to st- look at myself, why is it that this stranger on the internet is making you feel insecure? Because you're not minding your business. You're not doing your business. That's right. You know, my friend has a saying, mind your business and mind your own shop. And it's so true. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and that, and, you know, I have to say that from, from me, with my personality, it, it, sometimes it can be difficult. But I've learned, you know, my mum, is a cancerian, you know, and I've learned from watching her that, you know, it's important to mind, stay focused on your business, stay focused on your business, because then you won't really have time for much else. And I always know when I'm not on my A game, because I'll have time to be looking at flipping shade mm-hmm. room and just watching, <laughs> watching reality TV, because I'm not on yeah. my game. You yeah. understand? But you see, yeah. when I'm on my game, I don't even have time. Yeah. Those things, they, 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 the they, go over, 
they, they go over my head because even when I go on Instagram, I literally go and post what I have to. I might scroll for like two minutes and I'm off because I've got so many. I wish I've, I could I've, say the same, but no, absolutely. To, you need to, to create more and consume less. Yeah, I mean, I've had to put a timer on my Instagram. Before it was three hours, I've cut it down to two. Yeah. So when I get up, I'm like, okay, you know what? You need to put your phone down, yeah. you know? not spend so See, much the thing time is, it's quite difficult when you've got a business is. because Thank even you. if I say I'm not going to be active on social media, mm-hmm. I will get a DM about a product, about like people Thank have you. questions. Ooh. So it can be really, really challenging. But I guess it's about... Um, about being mindful so that you are going in and responding to things rather than just mindlessly scrolling. Well, this is how I kind of work it out. I find that when I wake up in the morning... That's when I'll put out my posts, you know, because yeah. I'm at home. If I'm working on anything, that's the perfect time. That's 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 the marker to say, okay, you post yeah. this. If I go beyond that time, then chances are it's just going to be a scramble, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I find that's the way I kind of organise my time. And again, like you said, it, after that, it's like responding to messages, and you know, you watch, you check how your posts are doing, on so yeah. and so forth. But you know, there's a, there's a structure to it to kind of get yeah. it right, you know. That's and it, you know, the structure. Yeah, and the thing is, the issue is, is that if you li- if you if you work from home, it's so tempting to just spend all your time on social media. Whereas when you when the sun's out, or you know the weather's changing, excuse me, it's much easier to get out and just be engaged in life. You know, in that way. Yes. And I really yes. I love that part of it. But you know, again, as I was saying, like I'm learning. There's a part of me, you know, you learn what you respond to and how you respond. And I know the social part of me, that fiery side, because I have double fire in my, my moon and my rising. Those okay. make me be, want to be out there, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. be out there time and da, 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 da. And, you know, but then there's another part that I've, you know, that I'm learning that you don't always have to be seen and yeah. you don't have to show off and you don't yeah. have to always, you know, in, you know, and the, sometimes people can misunderstand it. So when I'm sharing stuff, I'm sharing like, oh my God, you know, I'm really, I'm happy about this. But people look at you and they think, look at her. She thinks she's so, you know, and it's but why? Different. Because we have been programmed to look for the misery. So when people are sharing joy, it triggers us and we automatically think it's showing off because yeah. we are so used to doom and gloom. Yes, yes. But the thing is that what the what the issue is that a lot of the time our doom and gloom or what we go through, we don't put it out there on front street. We hide it. And even our personalities, who we share on social media, a lot of the time, you know, there's a post out that says, you know, people are people are not who they post to be. But you know what, though, with that, I just think my social media page is not a personal page. It's not your business when I'm having my downtime. It's not your business if my my ornaments need polishing. It's not your business if I'm scratching my head about how I'm going to pay my council tax. Like, that is not for you. So... And I don't want to go on social media and see other people's struggle story. I don't want it. Yeah. And, it, you know, and it depends on how you choose to share it. You can share it. Because there's some people, they that's what gets them attention, Tamu, yeah. by sharing yeah. their struggle story. That is what gets them by it. And they, they thrive on it. And it pays yeah. the money. So that's what they yeah. live off. Like, yeah. I know I can be extremely prideful. And when I'm going through stuff, it's only recently that I said, look, when you see me taking breaks, know that I'm going through my struggle. And yeah. when I choose to when I choose to share it and how much of it I choose to share, it, it is what it is, you know. Mm. But don't ever think that because looking at my page or the times when you see I'm smiling that I've got everything on lock. I have not. Yeah. 
Yeah, huh? yeah. And I think that it's important for the, for the balance, but I do think that this um, social sharing, this, you know, hyper vulnerability, I just think that's just that's just the um negative balance version of showing off sometimes it's just like no no thank you just just do what you're doing keep it moving um there's a time and a place for everything and I think that is different from pretending because you know when people have asked me about um why I stopped doing the clothing I wasn't enjoying it anymore and it takes a lot of resources and I wasn't getting the enjoyment that made me feel like it was worth spending the money that I was spending in that way. It wasn't, and it's not something that lights me up. I'm not going to pretend and say, Oh, I had this wonderful opportunity actually as a business move, it wasn't working out and it wasn't the sort of business move that I felt felt if I keep on, it will be okay or if I do this or do something else, it will be okay. It actually just wasn't for me. It wasn't, it served a purpose. I'm grateful for it. It created a beautiful entry into this space I'm in, but it wasn't working out in the way that I wanted it to. And quite frankly, I haven't got time to sit down um, and wait for it to grow um, in the way that would and and you know what my my truth is I just didn't enjoy it so that there was no point anymore. But you know, enjoy it. It's gonna show. It's yeah. gonna show. Absolutely. So you know, again, and that's like I say about having multiple streams of income because once once you sit with something and you think, okay, this is I'm not enjoying this anymore, or this is not. You've got something else to turn to, and you can yeah. always maybe reassess and come back to it. Exactly. You know? And that's the beauty. But I definitely, I shouldn't say definitely, but no, for me, I know for sure, similar to you, the service, the actually having an impact on somebody's well-being is central to what I'm doing. It's rich. It's so rich because you, 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 you know, you, the altruism works both ways. Do you understand what I mean? Feel good both ways. You, and not only that, you're the, 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 by empowering other people like that, you give them something that they can take away and influence other members of their family. So it just exactly. the doesn't just stop there. So this is what I believe that yeah. you know when we have these gifts, it's important to share them because they you empower other people to to mm-hmm. to, to be strong for themselves as well, to yeah. do for themselves as well. Don't yeah. just depend on the, the the man in the white coat or whatever to come and tell you how it is, and you don't really find out for yourself, or he doesn't really teach you about yeah. anything. They just tell you this is the way it is, and this is what you're supposed to do. No, explain. Yeah why you know so the people can understand so they can learn so i really believe that you know when we're doing this we're empowering ourselves we're influencing others we're spreading on you know our history and so on and so forth so there's a legacy that there's so much that goes behind it you know but people only Mm -hmm. see one part but it's amazing yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. so sajo tell me in terms of um, mindset work, what are your sort of go-to practices or resources to, you know, keep your mind, body, spirit in a manner that serves the work you're doing and the person you are? Therapy. People and people think that going to therapy is only for people who've got problems or you've got quacks. It's good to speak to somebody else because they can. Sorry. Hello. Sorry. Sorry, sorry but I got a call whilst I was. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll just ask the question from the top, so it's easier for yeah. me to edit. Let yeah. me just mark the time. Fifteen. 
Um, so, Sajo, tell me, what are the practices, resources, what are your go-to methods um, of sort of personal development, keeping yourself in a manner that helps you to continue to serve yourself mm-hmm. and your community in the way you do? So it's either you go to meditation, you go to prayer, you go to therapy. I do. I go therapy, prayer, mm-hmm. meditation. And honestly speaking, I speak to my mum a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that's nice that you've got that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really the, 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 the truth of the matter. I'm journaling. I know it's very beneficial, but I, my mind is so busy. I find it very difficult. You know, I can do it for a short amount of time and then it's like, oh, my God, I can't, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah those are the parts where I can say that I struggle with those. And in meditation, I've had to find my own way to meditate. I may have moving meditations, not necessarily mm-hmm. just sat down still somewhere, because, again, like I said, you have to find ways that work for you. I've yeah. been a bit slack on my yoga, but that was also another moving meditation for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and yeah. what benefit? How did how has therapy benefited you? Because that's something um, just just now the signal dropped. So we had to ask the question again. Yeah, yeah. You were talking about therapy, not just being somewhere you go when something's wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, therapy is it, it, it makes you look at things from a different perspective. It gives you a different insight as to why you respond in the way that you do. And, you know, how, you know, when you get certain triggers, you know, how would you react to it differently by having a different way of understanding? You know, it just makes you look at yourself in a completely different way. It allows you to be vulnerable, you know, feel comfortable, feel safe, in a safe space where you can be vulnerable. I think that is really, really important. Oh, Sajo, I've absolutely loved this conversation. Yes, it's been amazing. Carnelian on lock. Yes, <laughs> yes. If you want um, please just feel free to contact me. I'm more than happy to help you with well, that. Well, yes. not just me. So before we wrap up, do yeah. you have anything coming up, any talks or anything or workshops yes. that people can book okay. on? So, um, on the, your contact the, details? Yes. On the 28th of um, of this month, I'm actually uh, hosting a uh, workshop under a young lady that I've met recently. Her name is Prima and her brand is called Supreme Wellness. She's based in um, High Wycombe. And um, she's put on an event that calls Creativity Flows Through Me. And I will be giving talks about yoni steaming, the benefits, so on and so forth, and also about yoni eggs. So I'm really looking forward to that, which is on a Saturday, Mm -hmm. I believe it is. Saturday or Sunday from 12. I think that's a Sunday. Sunday, yeah, from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Please, could you send me a link and I'll add that to the show notes. Will. And if anybody has wants to come to you directly to talk yeah. about crystals, yoni, steaming, yes. how yes. can they do that? Okay, so you can either contact me if you're on social media platforms. You, I'm more active on Instagram, if I'm honest, but you can mm-hmm. still catch me. I still get messages. I Every now and then I deactivate my Facebook, but my messenger is still active, so I get the messages through. Mm-hmm. So with um, Facebook, you can either do – you can message me on my personal page, which is Mummy Sajo, or my business page, which is Sajo's Holistics. But, but however, I've found with Sajo's Holistics, the messages that come through, they come through really late, okay. you know, I found with my yeah. personal page, they come through, you know, more thick and far. Okay. I have yeah. a website, you know, which is um, www.sarjosholistics.com. And on Instagram, I'm um, Sarjos Holistics Online. 
I will make sure there are links to all of those things. Yeah, on there. my telephone number, email, all of that. You know, they're all on my 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 Instagram. So my my email is mummy sarjo um, at gmail.com. I also have sarjo's holistics online at gmail.com. You know, if you just Google in Sarge's Holistics, it will direct you. You will find me. Okay, I will make sure we've got links there. And do you have anything else coming up that we need to know about? Just so far um, is the the Supreme Wellness event, um, Creativity mm-hmm. Flows Through Me on the 20th, 28th. And also yeah. going to be looking to do something alongside M. Echo of Mama Luna, who makes the Yoni Steam Seats in July. Okay, brilliant. I will... Um, add the links in please do send them um i have really really enjoyed this conversation um i think it's going to be beneficial for a number of people and i will see you on the gram i will see you on the gram thank you so much for having thank me you, and my thank darling. you for taking time you take care right. you too. take you. care Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to 360 Conversations. I appreciate you sharing your precious time with my guest and I. I hope you found the episode useful. I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review my podcast like an increasing number of our digital experiences, the algorithms rule. Your feedback will assist me reaching a wider audience and I'd really love to have more women being privy to or joining these conversations. The feedback I get following each episode is beautiful and tells me more women could benefit. As always, I'd love to keep the conversation going. You can join me by commenting on the podcast show notes on my website or via social media at Live360. I hope to engage with you soon. Podcast produced by me, Tammy Thomas. Podcast music produced by James Anderson. Take care.